Come on. Alexa, shall we get started? Yes. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Money Savage Express. This is George Grumbacher. Our guest today is a strong and powerful Alexa Serrano. I'm excited to have you on. Alexa is an editor and writer at Finder. She's helping readers to better understand personal finance and budgeting. Alexa, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Uh, well, I'm, I live in Miami, Florida. I'm a big introvert and I'm the banking editor at Finder, uh, which is a comparison site that helps consumers compare financial products so that they can make better informed decisions. Uh, so as the banking editor, I focus on savings, budgeting, and spending. Um, and we've been busy with content planning as everyone is just trying to get their finances in order uh, for the new year. Yeah, I appreciate that. It is New Year's resolution time where people are regretting what they did in the past or they're super happy about <laughs> it and they're, they're kind of looking ahead. Um, yeah. But either way, wherever you are, budgeting is such a fundamental thing but still a thing that people don't get super excited about. So tell me a little bit about just your thoughts on, on, on budgeting in the new year. Yeah. So, so the new year is, you know, the, usually the time where people tend to set goals for the new year, but, and while some may be apprehensive about making goals this year, given 2020, I still think it's a good idea to keep a few in mind. Um, so if 2020 taught us anything, it's that life can be unpredictable and that having a plan in place, uh, especially a savings and budgeting plan, is ideal and can help us feel a bit more safe with an extra cushion of protection. Yeah, I think that that's, I think that that's really well said right there, looking back. And although 2020 appears to have crept into 2021, um, it certainly taught me the importance of, of, of being resilient and that's not that's mm -hmm. really all kinds of resilience. It's physically resilient and mentally and, and obviously financially and making sure that you have a plan in place for savings and budgeting is, is, is so essential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do have a few budgeting tips that I've been, you know, sharing around with like friends and family who, especially during this year, who are just trying to make, make ends meet. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Um, and so like one of the tips that I, you know, share f with them, and I think they're good tips to even start for the new year, um, would be to just start a budget. Um, and you know, when I talk to people, usually they'll be like, oh, a budget, like it just, they make it sound <laughs> very tedious. Um, but it doesn't have to be, um, there's, you know, in our digital world, there's like budgeting apps out there. There's so many different options to make it a little bit more fun. And it also doesn't have to be tedious in the way that 
you know, it doesn't mean you have to give up your morning lattes, let's say. It, it, it could be as simple as just setting a lower spending limit on certain spend categories um, or even um, being just a little bit more flexible in terms of your subscriptions that you currently have. It's it's such an interesting thing, right? Budgeting is it's it's the simplest thing in the world, but it, it, it's also the hardest and mm-hmm. and and the most complex. And we 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 have a difficult time delaying gratification. But if you're able to delay gratification, that essentially will set you up for success long term. But mm-hmm. we don't want to miss out now. How are you thinking about that, or how do you think about that? Yeah, I think the toughest part about budgeting is trying to determine what to cut back on. Mm -hmm. So the way I think about it is, um, you know, in terms like thinking about subscriptions or expenses, you know that you can do without. So what does that mean? So, for example, perhaps you're subscribed to something that you're currently not using or you're subscribed to something that has a basic free plan option that you can temporarily switch to. So I think, you know, when we think about cutting something, sometimes we start to think about like if it's a forever thing, but it doesn't have to be a forever thing. It's just a temporary cut that you can always work back into your budget later on when you feel more comfortable to do so. Um, Or perhaps you're a bookworm like I am, um, who likes to buy books? I love to have my book. I, I love. I have a little a library at my house, so I'm a big fan of just buying books. Um, so that was one cut that I made, for instance, this year. I, you know, I temporarily just switched to checking out books at the library. Uh, or, you know, given the pandemic, I really checked them out from the library as an ebook. So there, there are small changes you can make, but they can make a significant impact on your budget just by doing it. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. I think that that's such an important thing that you hit on that, that these changes don't have to be forever. And mm-hmm. I certainly didn't take a vow of poverty. Um, and I, I, I don't expect anybody else to do that. That being said, there are certain things that are fundamental, like having a budget, making sure that you have the correct emergency fund and savings in place. So until you get there, go through, find the subscriptions that you're paying for, but maybe you're not taking advantage of, or there's opportunities, to your point, to go and find a free version of that just for a little while until you do get your ducks in a row and and, and you have your budget and your emergency fund in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there are, you know, success stories that are a little bit more aggressive. Uh, My our we have a banking writer here at Finder. Um, She went on on a short term spending freeze um, while she was building up her emergency fund. Uh, So she had cut out all unnecessary spending. Uh, which was, I believe she had mentioned it was like certain unnecessary shopping, like, you know, little Amazon purchases here and there, um, entertainment subscription services. She even temporarily cut back on vacation until she reached her goal. And then once she reached her goal, she later then incorporated back those fun purchases into her budget. But her success story is actually... It was huge. She ended up paying off $18,000 in student loans in 10 months just by creating a budget, 
cutting excess spending and she ended up selling her uh her unused car um so she got very creative with it it's it's a pretty amazing story um uh so yeah i mean it was it's more of like an aggressive way uh because she did also end up selling her unused car but it's just amazing that you know she was able to pay that much off in just 10 months yeah there's no doubt about it and that is i I think that i think that that's so valuable to hear stories about people who have been able to do it because sometimes when we're in debt or we're just in the thick of whatever problem that we're in the mm-hmm. thick of, There's, there, it feels like there's no getting out of it. It can feel like you're drowning yeah. and I'm totally stuck here. So being able to hear stories about, okay, well, yes, you're you're in a tough spot, but other people have, have, have been there. And here's mm-hmm. a story about how somebody else made it happen and hopefully that will empower somebody to then make it happen for themselves. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, that kind of leads me to like a next tip, which uh, which is to once you have like a budgeting plan in place to then consider opening an emergency fund, uh, which is, you know, like a savings account. Um, you know, it's typically recommended to keep three to six months of basic expenses in an emergency fund um but you know if you're living paycheck to paycheck it's a bit trickier to plan and save while you're just trying to make ends meet so if you're living paycheck to paycheck i would really advise that you know to focus on what you can save rather than on how much you should save in terms of should as in in terms of what you know, financial experts are telling you to save. Um, like you want to get there, but you know, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, it's a bit more difficult to, you know, uh, achieve that. I would say so. People tend to get very worried and stressed about this is how much I need to save, but I can't. So my advice would really just be to focus on what you can save. And you know, if you end up getting a promotion or, um, you know. Uh, or you were able to, you know, be creative with your budget um, to get a little bit more funds for your emergency fund. Um, I would just focus on what you can save and then work your way up. Yeah, I think that's excellent as well. Um, should should should's always tricky, you know. I, mm-hmm. Somebody told me last year, don't should on anybody. Don't should on people, and and I certainly appreciate that. And I'm probably yeah. guilty of shooting on people a, a little bit too much. And yes, I think that when I hear that I'm supposed to be saving 20% of my income, that that can be a demotivating thing if I'm going paycheck to paycheck and I can't save anything. Yeah, when in so. fact, if I could just start saving 1%, then that would be progress. And, uh, and 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 that's really what we need is just to get started with some really positive habits. So I think that's I think that's excellent. Yeah. And like, you know, when you are when you do start looking for an emergency fund or maybe you have a savings account, but it's not, you know, at the rate you want it to be at, you know, you'll ultimately be looking for a savings account that offers a high interest rate. But you also want to consider, you know, the fees, accessibility and even features of the account. And if it's a reputable uh, uh, bank as well. Um, you know, interest rates have steadily decreased since the start of the pandemic. So at the beginning of 2020, the rates were at 0.09 percent. 
and they're now at 0.05% in terms of the national average. Um, you can still find some high rates out there from reputable banks, but I've mostly taken into consideration not just the high rate, but also you know components like the fees, accessibility, and all of that. I'm mostly seeing APYs for savings accounts about 0.80, um, in terms of the highest ones right now, um, taking into consideration all those other factors. Um, but even if you did find a savings account that was about 0.80%, that's already like an extra $8 a year you'll earn if you, for every, let's say, $1,000 you were to save. So if your savings account currently um, is at 0.01%, which many savings accounts have dropped to, um, that's in comparison, that's 10% for, I mean, 10 cents for every $1,000 you would save. So I, I would recommend that if you are looking to look for, you know, emergency, a savings account, uh, to consider using a savings calculator also so that you can, that it'll help you compare um, savings accounts against one another to see how much interest you'll earn, you're, you'll earn with each one. Yeah, I love it. I mean, a lot of the time, it seems like small amounts are, are irrelevant. But to your point, over time, even the smallest amounts can make a big difference. So it is important to be paying attention to these things. So appreciate that very yeah. much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and there's also, you know, you know, you could get a savings account with an APY, but there's also even checking accounts out there uh, that offer interest as well. So you can be getting interest on your checking and while you're getting interest, uh, while you're accruing interest on your savings as well. Um, so yeah. Nice. Um, another tip um, I'll go into is automating your savings. Um, so I'm personally, I like to do everything very manual <laughs> um, because I like to control where my money is going. But, you know, not everybody is like that. Um, sometimes if, if you're just not good about saving or you're not good about like, let's say manually moving your extra cash into your savings, automating it is a, is a good idea to consider. Um, so you can either split your direct deposit and have a percentage going to your savings, or there's also, you know, budgeting savings apps out there. Uh, like there's one called digit that will help automate your savings for you. Um, and just looking into automating automation apps or budgeting budgeting apps uh, could help you spot overspending and track your savings progress. So that, that's another option. Yeah, it's a it's fascinating the world that we live in, where so many aspects of technology are are bad for us. But being able to uh, to, to to utilize those kinds of technologies, which are good for us, in the form of of automating our savings and making money move so that we don't have to. And I think sometimes the more that we, and I, I appreciate what you're saying is, is that you like to do mm -hmm. things manually. And I think I'm the same way, but the more that I can take my hands off the wheel when, 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 mm -hmm. when it comes to my savings, I think that, that I'm probably better off. So. 
Yeah, exactly. Like even paying my bills, I like to do it. I like to schedule in advance, but I don't mm. like automating that. I just, I'm, I like to know when my money is leaving my account. So I'm just very manual like that. Um, but yeah. And the, the other thing I, the other thing I hear when it comes to budgeting or saving is I hear a lot of people saying, you know, I tried it, but it's not for me. And so I think that, you know, that, that kind of brings me to another tip, I would say, which is to try new saving strat- strategies. There's no necessarily no right way to save. It really depends on what works for you and f- your financial goals. So I would say if you try one way and it doesn't work, then just try something different. Uh, there are many strategies when it comes down to saving, even like your spare change, I can, at the top of my head, I can think of four, uh, but I guess for the sake of time, I'll just share one of the savings plans, um, and which is a, a, I guess, fairly popular one, and it's called um, the 52-week savings plan, and it works similar to the penny challenge. So the penny challenge is every day at the start of the year, you'll collect pennies. So for instance, on day one of the first of the year, the new year, you'll add one penny into your jar. On day two, you'll save two pennies and so on and so forth. So just, you know, just as an example with this challenge with the pennies, you could save about 165 in just pennies in six months, which would be equivalent to about 667 in a year. And, oh, were you going to say no, something? No, go ahead, please. Uh, so in a similar way, the 52-week savings plan, um, instead of pennies, you'll be saving dollars. So you'll save $1 instead of one penny on the first day, $2 on the second day, and so on. So with 52 weeks, for instance, you would have saved about $1,378 by the end of the year. So just imagine you could, let's say, put that in, you know, into your savings account um, or even uh, a budgeting app or one of those digital savings slash budgeting apps out there. They Some of them actually even integrate the 52-week savings plan or different strategies like the envelope budgeting system, for instance. Love it. Well, Alexa, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Okay, so I know that we've been discussing this throughout our conversation, but in all honesty, my number one difference-making tip that changed my life was to make a budget. You can't have a good savings plan without first having an overview of what your spending pattern and habits look like. Well, I think that, that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on. Come on. Alexa, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Um, they can visit uh, finder.com. We drop new articles every day. We're uh, finders on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. As for my personal profile, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Alexa your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to finder.com, check out all the great resources, and you can find Alexa on LinkedIn. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Alexa.
Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.